Hey guys, and welcome to Geek Freaks. Geek Freaks! <laughs> uh, today's going to be a special episode. It's our one year anniversary. And uh, top five. Top five! There you go. <laughs> Joe's whispering me, or memeing, top five, top five. Um, miming is the word. Uh, yeah, so uh, we started out as top five back in the day, and then we adjusted to a, a, what I think is a far better format. Format. Mm-hmm. I think we're all enjoying it a lot more, just socializing and talking about all the latest things in geek life. Um, but we're going to return to our roots just for an episode. And, and we're, we like to do those more often. We said we'd do them once a month. And you get so hyped about the news, you're like, yeah. i got to talk about the, the new television. There's but so much going on lately that we've had a lot of, lot of different stuff to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to get back to top five. Um, our first top five episode was top five MCU movies. And so I was like, well, let's do that again. We have the new Avengers that came out. Mm-hmm. But the same thing that happened that time and this time, Infinity War just came out. So I think if we were to do it again, we'd be like, oh, yeah, Endgame, and then what else? So, And we don't quite have enough. So what we'll do is make maybe our five-year anniversary or some crazy thing like that we'll do that way we have a lot of marvel movies under our belt again yeah um this one we're gonna do the top five tri- time travel movies which is still relevant mm-hmm. so i want to just throw out there real quick spoiler alert i'm not gonna even say can i, I that might even spoil some stuff spoiler alert for all recent movies we'll go with that just because Damn. now that i said that i don't i don't think it spoils spam anything it. to say spam, this. say it like five more times spoiler 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 that's enough that's yeah. three. That's we're okay, we're good. They, yeah. They've turned it off by now. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers Endgame has time travel in it. That's what we wanted to get there to. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure we got on the spoilers in the beginning, so now I can't yeah. be blamed for it. Because you know how people are, man. Especially Endgame. You spoil Endgame. I did pretty good. You. I did pretty good. I went. I saw it yesterday. So it was about a week. Yeah. Week and a half, maybe. Yeah. Since it came it's out been a, a weekend prior. I didn't get any spoilers. And I, yeah. I was very close a couple of times to having yeah. people near me <laughs> talking about it. I'm like, no! <laughs> Tony! Anyways. So I did it. All right. So Joe's going to be our judge. We're real rusty on this, guys. We actually haven't done a top five since December. Oh, God. So it's been four, five months since we've done a top five. I said we just push them out and talk about them. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're good. Well, you're the one that wanted... You're the judge. Yeah, I'm the judge. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you tell us what you want, I'm judge. just saying. I don't yeah. know. Yes, Your Honor. All right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Your Honor. So uh, we're doing top five time travel movies. Uh, we're going to do the quick top five, and then after this, we have the Detective Pikachu review. So oh, nice. That's going to be as well in this episode. Um, let's start with... Oh, I can't believe I'm still messing this up. Mm. We have to name our five first. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad that that tradition is still around. That me God, keep messing this part up. So terrible. Name your five, John. All right. So uh, I got Back to the Future, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> The Butterfly good. Effect, mm. Avengers Endgame, wow, I forgot about that. and Idiocracy. Idiocracy. You have some that I totally forgot about. Yeah. Butterfly Effect was awesome when it came out. Right. And, and it's it's a different perspective of a time travel movie, which I like. I quickly made a change about a minute before recording, so one of mine have changed, but. Uh, I've got Men in Black 3, mm. Groundhog Day, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. Avengers Endgame. Mm. See, we have too much hype on that endgame. <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> it's so really... fresh, so good. Yeah. Um, and then Back to the Future Part 2, because I think that's the best Back to the Future movie. Mm. Yeah. For time travel specifically as well. I'm also like, when it comes to Back to the Future, they're all amazing. I really yeah. like number three, and that's yeah. one that everybody doesn't, you know, agree yeah. with. But probably yeah. because you got the old West, huh? You liked it. I like I do like the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. You don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, yeah. He doesn't like the West. He likes the Cowboys in the uh, West. <laughs> but anyways. Water. <laughs> Water. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. Anyways, that's the whole thing. We'll talk about afterwards. Um, but, yeah, Back to the Future 2. All right. Uh, do we want, let's get our honorable mentions out there, too. What do you think? Sure. What do you got? Uh, I have Arrival, which is the one I took off my list because kind of shady on the time travel aspect. Time cop. It was cool. 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Yeah. Classic. Mm. Doctor Strange. The reason Doctor Strange is not on there is because I could. I really only want to do one Marvel movie. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is amazing. Mm. Yes. And Dormammu, he beat Dormammu because of time travel, which probably should be the next big bet. But anyways, Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure I got on there. Mm-hmm. And then Star Trek The Voyage Home. Uh, that's the one where they had to come back in space, back, back in time to save the whales, mm-hmm. which is like the one that they make fun of all the time because that line save right there the sounds whales. crazy. Because when they realize, if I remember, it's been a bit since I've seen it, the whales like calls were telling the alien, this like alien race, like they belong to them. And so <laughs> when the aliens died off because we, you know, they slowly died off because that's how humanity works. Um, also, the aliens are like, oh, no, they're in trouble. So they come to invade Earth to like protect the – it's a whole thing. So they come back in time to stop that whole process by saving whales and bringing them back to the future. They bring back two whales back to the future so they continue to make the signal that it's going to be okay. I love Star Trek. It's crazy. Anyways. Mm. All right. What do you think, John? You want to go first? Which one do you think is worth number one? Oh. I was, I was going to go back to the future one. It's such a classic. It right. kind of introduced time travel in movies, I think. I mean, there might have been other time travel there has movies been before, but who, yeah. yeah, it was the first one that I ever cared about. Um, they had a good perspective of time travel with the, the whole, you know, you can totally drastically change your future by making a small change well, in the Let's make past. sure we bring that up as how time travel is different in each movie and which yeah. one you liked. No. Um, I liked how it showed the 80s and, and you know, all the the... They went back to the 50s. Or 50s, sorry. That's yeah, what I meant. No. Uh, but there's a cool perspective. It's it's always... I like seeing older movies. Yeah, because this was made in the 80s. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. It showed the 80s, and then it showed the 50s. And then they went to the crazy future 2015. <laughs> yeah, right. But I like how they show... I like seeing old movies predicting what the future is going to be like, which actually is in number two, but like... Yeah, their, it is. Their perspective. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know why. I didn't like number two as much... I don't know. I don't know. I, I like, do think I'm just like trying to both. differentiate. I'm trying to remember what happens in both because the second one is like so the first. Number one. one just goes to the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So they I'm don't tr- go in the future at all. In so number, number one, yeah. Number one, he goes back to the past. He ends up staying with his mom for a bit, and then um, he basically helps out his dad get with yeah, his mom, build confidence, and, and talk puts, to her and stuff. Puts uh, oh god, fights Biff. Biff, thank you. Yeah, puts Biff in check and stuff like yeah. that. So. and then make sure the parents dance together, and then yeah, saves the his future. Kiss and yeah, sees the picture come back. So in number two, sorry, in number two, um, he ends up going to the future, and then well, finds out. Well, real quick, let oh. me. So in competition with you, oh, my yeah. favorite, my mm-hmm. number one time travel movie, yeah. Back to the Future Two. Okay, okay. So it makes sense. Yeah. And you can ex- explain. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read the synopsis for it. Marty McFly has only okay. just gotten back from the past. What? Sorry, you're super prepared with the synopsis. I, I type stuff out. Right. I got a printer working. Um, Marty McFly has just only come back from the past when he is once again picked up by Dr. Emmett Brown. I love Doc. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and sent through time to the future. Marty's job in the future is to pose as his own son to prevent him from being, I should have read this before, being thrown into prison. Unfortunately, things get worse when the future changes the present. So... Um, he goes, he, you know, he gets the, the new DeLorean get shows up. The one where you mm. throw garbage in the back. I like yeah. that. But the, what was it called? Uh, yeah, it was like a, a compost machine that yeah. made fuel out of anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the DeLorean now flies and he mm. flies into the future. And what's cool is in the future, we get the same. My reason I love this movie mm. is because back to the future did a really good job of showing a present and then mirroring present with the past. Right. So you got to see like. Oh, here's this the 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 town center, the town square. Yeah. This is the past version of the town square where the clock is working, where 
the mayor is sweeping in, in the soda shop and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Well, Back to the Future 2 did that times two. Like they now we saw the future version of everything yeah. and how how it changed into the future and stuff like that. So then they went back to the past again and did my all-time favorite thing time travel movies can do mm-hmm. is they show something happened to our main character and the camera angle changes watch on it. it. Yeah, watch it from another perspective at the same I time. I love that different angle when you're so. watching something else. And in Back to the Future 2, the reason it's the best at this, Prisoner of Azkaban does this as well. Mm-hmm. The reason this one's the best of it is because it's doing that to time travel. So normally you're just watching yourself do something like a daily event or whatever, something you've already done. But in Back to the Future 2, you actually, Marty McFly is watching Marty McFly who's already on a time adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like another layer yeah. to it. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Doc Brown who's like, Doc Brown sees Marty go off, and then all of a sudden here comes Marty running around the corner. It's just so many just great shots. Look, That's I true. see you shaking. I know, I know. <laughs> is, 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 that, is that the one too where he's uh, where Doc is where they're trying to get the the lightning to hit the the, yeah. the, the clock tower clock tower. That's and he's walking by. Oh, and he talks Doc to himself that's it without up, looking. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, "How about you use this one?" He's like, "Well, yeah, 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 yeah." So that's what was I love. That, number, that was a number two as well. The well, that part. Okay, so setting it up and it was number number one. But referencing back to it, going back to it, and stuff like that. That was oh, number two. Yeah, there's so okay. Uh, there's so much I, I can't differentiate between the two movies. They, they purposely are very close. Yeah. It, it, it's, well, because two mirrors a lot of yeah. one, and then yeah. adds yeah. a little to it. Too. So you see the Biff scene again. You see all these things scenes again, but with different perspectives yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So I just really like, and then the side story where you have Biff like running around, who has now the copy of the of the future sports yeah. almanac, and is like wreaking havoc with sports almanac. I like how in the future it's like locked away in a safe and everything like that. It's like this made his fortune. Man. So it's just one of those things where it's time travel to the max. Like it is yeah. the most time travel in a time travel movie. Yeah. So the first movie kind of introduced the premise of it and how it works, and yeah. then the second one just exploited the hell out of it, used it in every way you can. Yeah, and I think it, it raised the stakes. It raised. Mm-hmm. I mean, the directing wise, th- that movie stands out so hard. Like the shots in that movie are so mm-hmm. hard to do because they're doubling mm-hmm. up on everything. I-, I just think it's one of the best sequels out there, and it's just really, really good movie. Hmm. So now, how do you think those movies would look if we made them again today with CGI? Bad. Uh, that's that's kind of the charm. Is this is not a lot of special effects in that movie. You know, mm-hmm. um, how how do you mean? Like if we were to do it again, where he visits again? And just make I a whole, if make just redo today. Them. Just, yeah. Oh, just remake them? Like, there's yeah, no Back to the Future. New, yeah, new actors they're, and everything. They're just now. I would kind of just... It's one of those things where, like, there's a lot of things where they remake old movies and, and everybody's like, oh, no, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I give them a shot. It doesn't really hurt to try. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt the old movies for a new movie to exist. That one, though, I don't want them to do. I, yeah, I mean, Back to the Future that, was really hard on my childhood. You'd probably have to change the story a little bit, too, and make it more... Yeah. A whole new one would be nice. Like, maybe maybe like a whole different idea. Not a Marty McFly or anything like that. Yeah. But just like, I mean, Christopher Lloyd's still around and he's mm-hmm. doing good. He's actually a producer on Modern Family. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but have him, okay, he's still around or something like that and have a way where he comes back with the with the train and his kids are growing up. Or maybe just have his kids grow uh, come back. Take over. Mm-hmm. And take over and like, you know, maybe do Maybe one they're like really smart and they're the docks now or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember there was a cartoon where they were like going around in the train doing like train adventures? Yeah. Remember that? I remember. I remember. for a couple seasons. Yeah. Joe's shaking. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that'd be cool though. Maybe maybe Doc Brown goes back in time and gives himself a time machine when he was younger to do something, or maybe not even a time machine, some other technology, and then he has you know a certain quest with somebody else younger. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't know. You can't do that. Number two is the one where he's playing like all the Johnny B. Good, right? That's number one. Number one, yeah. Number two is where he's influencing that performance, though. Yeah, where he sees himself on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And where I think that's the one where he like locks the guy in the trunk. Oh, that's right, because he's yeah, he's running down the stairs and he sees him playing. Yeah. And he, he sees the guy still giving the call again. He's like, "Hey, Chuck." Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Hear this guy. So there's there's just yeah. so many creepy yeah, yeah, ones yeah. like that. So the both they both were just really good. I didn't. I don't care for the third one as much. I, it was I, good to me. It's not. It, no, I don't care for it as much, but I still really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. people always it bash on good, it because it's hard to compare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one or two are so really similar, good. and that one's more like a standalone. Yeah. When you movie. have three, there's always going to be one. You know. And but it one thing. It's just a real quick moment off the side though. It is a standalone movie, but they still hit the same beats to where they show the Times Square again, yeah. and it's now it's like pre. You know, yeah. So I do kind of like all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was really neat. I don't know why, but the one thing I remember is when like gets in the. What are you yelling? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the part I don't like is that they lean on that for like no reason. Like, hey, we need a reason for Marty to want to fight all the time, and so they did this whole thing where like if you call him a coward, mm. they always fight. Yeah, always, you know. It was never in the first movies that much. It wasn't like but it was there. Yeah, it was, and it was like, like it was noticeable. It yeah, they did, but it was like noticeable just to where the McFlies, you know, not even just yeah. Marty, but it was just the McFlies. Did you see, you know, his his dad when he was younger? Yeah, was getting called by you know the biff two or whatever you know yeah. was getting called those names uh was it just a coward well i mean the, yeah what they called him the, yellow they called him yellow chicken. was the the chicken, chicken. that was that's it. what it was that's the, the robot one remember chicken <laughs> the robot one was a little chicken? sound effect and it's just like you know just the slow pan yeah <laughs> you know they just couldn't take that word so um i could see why it was kind of cool i guess to see still word. brought into the pet into the the, yeah. the calvin klein in the past so. yeah or clint eastwood in that one yeah nice Right, so, weren't they sold them the they offered the movie they pitched the movie to Disney and Disney uh didn't buy the movie. Did you did you ever read about that? I didn't hear about that. No. Yeah, they didn't they didn't buy the, they didn't want the movie because being Disney, can you guess? No. The the, the love scene between the mom and son. Oh. <laughs> so oh, Disney wow, was yeah. like, "Nope." <laughs> wow, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cuz I love I love the little like motion ride over at Universal Studios that probably doesn't exist anymore, but what was there? Man, Disney could have taken that and gone yeah. all kinds of places with it. Yeah, yeah. they could have. Cool. And it, yeah, it was just that little... We would have definitely gotten remakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. So maybe it's good that they passed up You'd on it. You'd be in the Marvel Universe now already. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, Joe. Okay. Give, let's so see what you judge. got. What do you think? Um, uh, I'm going to go with... They, I don't know. You know, I'm just going to go with number two. We're going to say number right. two. Back to the Future right. 2. I, I love both too. of them. After, after talking about it, I like... Yeah. I love both of them growing up. and I think All of them. They were all really good. Uh, I, I do remember two being a little bit more my favorite. Yeah. And I'm just going to go with, we had a little more to and it. Two has a lot of number one in it. Yeah, so. exactly. So I kind of just feel like there's not a big difference, but it's the whole perspective change, too, yeah, I really, that I love, to too. I mean, yeah. we saw an Endgame, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah. when they do, when time travel movies do oh, that type of thing. the Hulk scene in Endgame was delightful. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, seems gratuitous. He's like, yeah. smash. I <laughs> was dead <laughs> when, because they, you know, they're talking, and he's like, why did you give it to, you know, they're giving the, that Loki thing away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, we didn't know yet. We didn't yeah. know there were, we didn't know yet. That made me laugh. Yeah, and then I Cap goes in and he's like oh I'm taking it now from the director or whatever and they're oh, all like yeah. getting ready to shoot and he just hell I don't that was an dead. audible gasp in the studio like, you know, when that happened yeah. I was laughing so hard good. okay so speaking of Endgame for what number two I have Avengers Endgame me too actually. okay <laughs> so, so let's talk more Avengers in the yeah. time travel aspect especially okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the key with the Avengers Endgame the way that their time travel works is and they explain it pretty well. It was kind of like, oh, that's a good way to look at it. It's, yeah. I don't like it, but it's true. To where 
when you go to the past, you're cre- you're dragging basically your past into your future, mm-hmm. a version of your past into the future, right? Yeah. So it's it's not that you move backwards in time; it's that you take the physical space of that time and bring it to the future. Right. A, a piece so of you're it, duplicating a copy of it. it basically. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can't do anything that will affect your present day, which is a fun way to do time travel because then yeah. you're just like horsing around. You can go wreak havoc. <laughs> yeah. And then and then if you affect something, you can like so if you take one of the gems, this time the time gem or whatever or whatever gem, uh, you can then go back into the past. Put it exactly where it was, and then it will keep that time linear. Yeah. So you, no matter what, your timeline won't won't be affected by changes in the past, right. but another timeline will be generated when you affect that past. Right. So. So I really liked the movie. I mean, it was just it was a great movie. Uh, Anthony and, and Joe Russo, which Joe Russo was in the movie. You guys, he was mm-hmm. the one during the um, uh, during the support group scene earlier oh, on. Yeah. He's the one with the glasses that went on a date. Oh, That's okay. one of the directors. That's one of the two brothers. Huh. The the elderly gentleman that was in that group, he's the one that invented Thanos in the comic books. Really? So there's all kinds of Easter eggs in oh, those movies. That's but, cool. Yeah. Um, they they're the ones that directed it. They also did Infinity War, Civil War, and Winter Soldier, which I mean, he does a list of amazing Marvel movies right there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also producer for a lot of Community episodes, which just a little side note on that. <laughs> uh, I, I liked it because this story was a ten year culmination. So they had a lot of time travel. We've seen it all before. We got to see the different perspectives again. Mm-hmm. It was just really good, and they used the quantum realm for time travel. That was that was kind of a that was their time travel, like the DeLorean for the last. You one. want to explain if people don't understand how it worked, the qu- quantum time travel. Thing? When you go down, so when you shrink, yeah. you're shrinking to a, a to level, and we get past like you know we're at like below Adam's level, which is understandable because we don't even know how far. Yeah, we, the smallest thing we know right. how to look at is atoms, right? right? And so we don't really even know what's below, what's below that. So there is a whole thing like, yeah, there could be a whole universe down that we don't know about. Yeah. So as you get smaller, you get to a point where time doesn't move the same way. You actually leave space, right? Being subatomic. Yeah. So you end up no getting into so there's in the comic books there's a whole universe in there basically. Yeah. Um, and so you go down, and then if you can, and it's kind of just a jumbled mess in the show in the movies, it's just a jumbled mess. You get down far enough. If you can find the pathway, you can come back up. You can get big again, but in a different time. Yeah. So Tony ends up figuring out a way to map it out. And he's, he's like, if you go this way, you can map out this way. And so we see, I mean, they simplify everything, of course. Yeah. So the idea is you're getting so small that you get below time and space. And then you get big into the time part of the time and space you want. Yeah. So that's that's how that works. Mm. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Quantum realm physics for you. But yeah. yeah. Anything else you wanted to shout about time travel in that movie? No, I think they did a good job with it. I like it. I, one only thing I noted that uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but they just in the movie they could have tweaked. Uh, I guess it doesn't even matter. But what's her name? When Scarlett Johansson uh, dies or goes and jumps off the cliff, he should have gotten the little vial of the super the, the pin, pin particles, particles that are. Ooh, that's a good point. She yeah, she dropped. I mean, and they're supposed wow. to be fragile, right? Couldn't they have exploded when she fell? Well, not even, but they were so limited. That's yeah. a good point. They could have used the... She, she had, had her return supply. Damn, Jonathan, I don't know why. I haven't even heard anybody talk about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, while the two are debating about who's going to go, I figured one of them is just going to throw that little vial back so the other one can catch it and have one more jump. You know, My my whole thing that I didn't care for is the fact that I didn't like... I didn't like that scene just because... We've already talked about this on the podcast, but um, it felt like it really deflated the moment. I think that it should have been... I think it should have first have been Barton. I think it should have been Hawkeye. Yeah. But like when they're going back and forth, I didn't like that at all. But there was a moment where he had her, he blew up the arrow, she knocked off the side. Mm. And then they even did the slow motion of him running off and then mm-hmm. the leap. It's all slow motion like, okay, beautiful cinematography to show that he's giving it up. 
it's for his family and stuff like that. And then she goes and saves him Batman style. Yeah. And it's like, you just took away all the emotional sting. Yeah. So then when she dies, you're just like, well, I just spent up all my emotions. So yeah. I don't care about this moment. This is roller coaster. Right? Yeah. And it's like almost silly and stuff. I, I just felt like that part, that was, that was the worst part of the movie. I think honestly, yeah. Was that scene. But yeah, so time travel wise, I kind of want to keep iterating, bringing up the time travel part of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see a lot of the emotional payoffs of people going back into time and seeing mm-hmm. these again. So I thought it was cool. I think as mentioned before, they did a really good perspectives where, you, like, when they go back to New York to reclaim the the gems, to, to, yeah. they can see the battle going on. And then mm. from from uh, <laughs> like when uh, Hulk was there and he's like, "Here, smash some things." Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying to act like himself, act like regular Hulk. Yeah, and then we have, and then we got to see somebody who sits outside of time and space, basically, the ancient one. Yeah, who's like, oh that yeah, cool. he, he, uh, Doctor Strange won't be around, or Stephen won't be around for, for five, five, five years. years, and he's ten blocks that way, having doing surgery right now, <laughs> which is just shows how amazing she is. Yeah, and how cool. Doctor Strange being the best of one means that he'll at some point be even better than that. Yeah. So when she understood that he gave away the stone freely, she turned it over. Why well, don't I don't really get exactly what because. because she, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, because then she realizes that... That it, must be that, the 1 in 14 million. She realizes that there's a reason that he did it. Because oh, okay. he is the best of it. So if he says to give it up, then that means that she doesn't know something. Because he's the best version of the ancient ones. Oh, okay. Like, or of the... Of the what is it? Whatever the, it's called. The Order of... Somebody's... Uh, everybody's yelling at me because it's the Order of the Phoenix sketch. <laughs> yeah, Order of the Phoenix, of course. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the term, yeah. Um, that's going to bug me. Anyways. <laughs> so I think that's about it for that one, right? End game mm-hmm. number two. Um, I think I'll choose <laughs> Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, All right. So what do you got for your number three, John? Number three, I'm about to say Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. All right. That I'm going to just... compete with you right now. I oh, love Bill good. and Ted. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This is a tough list. A lot of good movies on it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I'm going Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm. Mm, that's also good. Yeah. All right. So Bill and Ted, I like it because it's it's just funny. They jump back and forth through time and they don't have, like, yeah. really have any uh, concern about affecting the timeline or something. They kidnap key characters from history um and they use a phone booth for it and it was just funny i don't know at some point the phone booth breaks and they get stuck in a different time and i, I don't know if the difference between excellent adventure and bogus journey that messes me up a lot yeah because yeah. both of them to me it's just like like back to the future they're both like one long movie to me yeah um but yeah just excellent adventure is the one though where they they have a report right and they're gonna bring everybody up from the past yeah and, and so then, they bring like napoleon and and they even do that little time that little time trick in the office where he where he's trying to trick his dad and he yeah. leaves a tape recorder of a, a voice recorder in the other side of the room and hey dad hey come over here and then yeah. his dad goes there's one the part with the garbage can too they do with the time trick yeah. and stuff like that and then he's like okay write down we have to make sure we go back and we put that there so that it'll happen just yeah. in time for us I so, just love there, There's another one coming out. It's going to be great. I'm super excited for it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I'm working on that right now, huh? Yeah. So, so it was just funny, good family, wholesome. That is of. a good movie. And and our, my favorite part is when they're all in the mall. They bring back like Joan of Arc and stuff like that oh, in the mall. Oh, yeah. And Joan of Arc's doing like the, the dance studio aerobics. Yeah, Beethoven's yeah, doing some huge performance yeah. and, with all these keyboards, electronic keyboards. It's just a cute movie. It's really, really fun. So that, that is a good one. But... My competition for that is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's my favorite Harry Potter movie. So I don't remember the time travel aspect of that. I remember Hermione has a little necklace time thing turner. that spins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the movie came out June 4th, 2004. And, um, God. Th- I know. I feel old. Like 2004? Uh-huh. And that's the third movie. So it was before then. You know. mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it, I've got the little synopsis for you here real quick. I'll just read. Uh, it's Harry's uh, third year at Hogwarts. Not only does he have a new defense against the Dark Arts teacher, like always, um, 
but is also in uh, trouble brewing. Convicted murderer Sirius Black has escaped from the uh, wizard prison and is coming after Harry. So I that's another thing, too, is we got Sirius Black introduced, which is one of my favorite characters in, in all the movies. I haven't read the books. I know Squeaks is yelling now. Um, but it, it, we had like a lot of new characters, and we had like this idea of Harry's group is the second iteration. The first iteration was his parents, yeah. Sirius Black, and then so the werewolf. The new like generation that. has to learn how to fight the dark arts before yeah. it's too late. Yeah, so I really like the idea that we got a little bit more of Harry Potter's family, mm. and we got to see, like, that, you know... Anyways, there's all kinds of stuff that was really cool about the movie, but the time travel aspect of it mm-hmm. was the whole time Hermione's, like, doubling up on classes because she has a time turner, mm-hmm. so she's using it to go back in time and take the, a different class at a different spot. So mm-hmm. she's doubling up, just classic Hermione, and, um, and then she uses it to watch them like they it's another thing with back to the future too where they're watching themselves like do things and stuff like that so i just i really like that again that shot yeah um it's a little easier in this movie than it was in back to the future because they filmed it all at the same time the other movie they actually had to go back and redo a lot of shots um it's just a fun movie i think it's and then again it's my favorite harry potter and that's really good yeah that's it so what did she use the time travel for other than than her taking multiple classes well in the movie they use it to fight uh because they, they realized that, oh, what, what part was it they had to go back for? And it, it was part of, like, saving Sirius Black. Because they find out Sirius Black's actually a good guy. Mm-hmm. And that the, the rat that, um, not Hermione has, but anyways, yeah. Ron has the whole time is actually a bad guy. Yeah. So they have to go back and fix that and stuff like that. It's been a bit since I've seen the Harry Potter movies, to be mm, honest with you. So no good defense. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll admit that I, I should have watched that movie more recently. Yeah. I know. It's been, I saw. I was looking up lists of time travel movies too and I remember that on there and I was like, I remember Hermione uses her little necklace but yeah, I don't turn. remember anything else. Uh, yeah. Which it brings up all kinds of plot holes because then the time turner still exists in the universe when they're doing everything else yeah. and could have really used time travel. Right. So that was one thing. I was like, I kind of wish I had mentioned like, oh, I lost the time turner to my yeah. dad. Took it from your Go back like to the time when your parents died now that you're all fully strong and stuff like that and go kill uh, Voldemort back then. You can't say his name, John. Yeah, my no. God. Done said sure, it. We do not speak of He's been yeah. vanquished already. It's okay. Oh, thank God. Woo, thank you, Harry. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, time travel. <laughs> yeah, actually, it all does take place back in the past. So oh. we're all right, all right, Joe. What are you thinking? Uh, I like Harry Potter more. I I had a <laughs> wow. feeling. I had a feeling I could pull him with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So, all right. What do you got for? Uh, what do you got for number four then, there, Taff? I we're have... number three. Oh, four. We're, we're on four right now. Forgot Endgame. We just I'm didn't so right here. So, <laughs> so easy. Okay, this was my. I had Arrival there at first, but I moved Arrival out. It's my honorable mentions now. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Okay, so Groundhog Day, we have Bill Murray, who's this, like, real jerk anchor. What's Bill? he in? What's he in? Yeah. He's Bill in, Murray? like, Ghostbusters and the rest of my childhood. Oh, uh... Are you serious Dan right Aykroyd? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd? Oh, no, okay, you're joking. <laughs> I almost had to, like, stop this and bring up pictures <laughs> of Bill Murray. Like, guess what? We're watching Groundhog Day and a bunch of other stuff, Scrooge and stuff. You've seen Groundhog Day, right, Joe? Once. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I've seen okay. most of these movies just, like... Once. That's Groundhog why I don't Day remember them. Is one of the most repeatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. It's a knee slapper. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's he's this jerk, whatever. Um, then he wakes up the next day, and it's actually not the next day; it's his same day. Yeah. And he goes over the same day over and over again until he finally gets I can't remember her name, but anyways, to fall in love with him. And generally, he becomes a better person, and then his day continues. But what's um, I mean, it has some of the. The probably the, one of the best montages ever, and Happy Death Day try to copy it, where you see him just try random things. Like he's just like, I'm gonna be an expert at this today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to just <laughs> the part where he just like runs off a cliff with the groundhog in the van. Just, 
<laughs> he does random things. And of course, every time he meets his friend, this one guy who used to know him in school, whatever, the first day he's just an annoying dude. But then as the days goes on, some days he just knocks him out. Yeah. He sees him. Other days he's like, oh my God, tell me all about life insurance and stuff like that. So um, it's it's a gem. You can rewatch it all you, all you want. It's just really, really good. Um, and there it has a cult following to where people do math and calculate there's different versions of the math calculate how long he's been stuck in time travel some say he's like oh yeah he was there for 10,000 years the director uh Ramey, i think he said it was 3 years he was he had lived out 3 years in there and stuff like that so it bounced back and forth and like that like i had a little black book that he was like so what's your teacher's name? What's this? And then like, right, I'll see you tomorrow. And then the next day he's like, oh yeah, Miss Stewart was really cool, huh? Or something like that. So he was, you know, really hooking Learning. up all the ladies and stuff. Yeah. It was just really cool. It was, it was a really good movie. I liked it. It's very rewatchable. Like hmm. all Rainy movies, honestly. Yeah. So what was the, what, what in the end got him out of the loop? Falling in love with that girl? Or the girl Becoming falling in love with a better person, but falling in love with her was, her falling in love with him hmm. was because he was a better person. So was there any nothing in there explained like why he was in his loop or what caused any of that? Uh no, there was no like I think there in the first draft there was something with like a gypsy he ran over with a car kind of thing. Mm. Something like that. There was some weird in the first draft. Like the movie Thinner. Yeah. I like that. Which one. is a classic. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um but yeah, there was nothing nothing uh, shown. All right. I will rebuttal with uh, the butterfly effect. Have you seen that movie? Ashton Kutcher, yeah, paint you a picture. picture. Yeah, paint me a picture. The brother from My Name Is Earl. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Two good, good actors. So it's all about Ashton Kutcher. It was very dark, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was good though. So, um, of course, I can't remember the ending, but <laughs> starting from the beginning, uh, he goes through. It's oh, about, I remember the ending. Oh man, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think I kind of drew that too. Actually, it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. So, it's all about how don't fuck with time. That's pretty much what it comes down to. This kid throughout his life would black out uh, through, for like a couple hours or whatever as, uh, growing up. And he didn't know what it was or why. Uh, but then when he gets older, he realizes. And I, I want to say he, his dad told him about it too. His dad had the same power or something like that. Uh, but he's able to jump back to those times where he blacked out. Only I think you can only do it once though. Or there's a limit to, to how much you can do it. I think each, each time period, each moment that he blacked out, he can only jump to once. Right? Do you have anything? No. While growing up, he used to have blackouts. He didn't understand what the blackouts were about, right? Yeah. And then in the future, he suddenly starts to do this, like jump back in time, and then we learn. And the whole but point But he has of, control of it, right? He can cho- choose to jump back, right? Not like accident. I think he can't choose. But yeah, yeah what we learned is that uh, his the, the twist, I don't know if you want to explain the twist to this movie, right? Do you? Yeah. No. Okay. Good. So the blackouts are actually when he went back. So he yeah, would have a blackout yeah, yeah. as a kid, and all of a sudden he'd wake up and his yeah. uncle's beaten up. So that's a window in time that he's able it. to go back to. Yeah. Yeah. So relive. he sees that during the blackouts was when he went back in time mm-hmm. to beat up his uncle because he was a pedophile or some crazy thing like that. You oh, know? so he caused the blackouts in, in the future. In going back in time, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that makes more sense. I always yeah. thought it was just a window that was open for him to go back to at some point. The key to that movie, the big effect, the ba- the butterfly effect, the idea that you kill a butterfly in Africa and it, and it kills somebody in America or something like that, right? Right? Um, is that as he went back in time to fix things, he kept messing them up and changing the future yeah. and stuff like that. So that was the so whole point. he would go back, like when he was an adult, he'd go back to when he was like 22 or something like that. And, you know, I can't remember what he did, but, you know, not kiss that girl so that he could eventually find his wife or something like that. Well, because he kept trying to, sorry, he kept trying to bring back I think one one woman. I don't know. It was yeah. It was a complicated story, but he 
he tried something just not that long ago and it didn't work out. So he jumped back. Okay, I'm going to go three more years back. And then he tweaked something there yeah. and then things would be even more messed up. And he'd like keep going back further and further in his past to try to just correct everything. And every time he'd make a change, it'd come back even more messed up. And then he, you know, his friend was like bad into drugs and, you know, or whatever. It was just one thing after another. And at the very end, he jumped back so far, messed up his life so much that he was a complete paraplegic and yeah. no arms, no legs. And uh, that's right. I'm pretty sure the movie just ended with him like staring off in the distance, something like that. Yeah, like he he knows he does no more jumps, and he has no arms or legs. Man, that so movie was dark as hell. He lives with lives with the fact that he's messed up his life through time travel so much that there's nothing he can do now. But 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 isn't everybody else's life okay now? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. He he kept trying to fix something for himself, and everybody else, especially his friend, his best friend that was the brother from My Name Is Earl. Yeah. Uh, his life kept getting worse and worse, and eventually he's like, "I don't even know you," and was trying to fight with him and stuff like that. And he was like some biker or something. Man, yeah, that and was then, a good movie. Uh, yeah, finally, finally, everybody else's life was straight, and he was the only one that had to suffer for the rest of his yeah. life. That was mm. kind of cool. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That, when when that came out back when we were young, we were oh yeah, yeah. It must have been early like, what, 2000, yeah. that movie one. was like yeah. that that rocked you. Everybody at school was talking about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. First off, Ashton Kutcher was like that guy from that 70s show. Yeah, he like, was uh, 2004. <laughs> Bum Dutch. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff. It's probably still around. Yeah, so it's a good movie. All um, right, Joe, what are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, Butterfly Effect. Nice. I liked it. Painted a good picture. Fair, fair. Um, I do remember the uh, the blackouts. That's like the, the yeah. slight thing I remember from. I remember yes, just like the earliness of the movie. Yeah, and, and I didn't uh, I didn't realize until Frank pointed out that the blackouts were inflicted by his future yeah. self. I thought he just happened to blackout and it provided a window for himself. Oh no, that's that's but, like the best part because they actually show one of the blackouts. Yeah, and it's when he beat up his uncle or whoever that guy was. Yeah, and it was like, oh man, that's crazy cool. Mm. So yeah, but yeah, it. Groundhog Day is super good, but I oh, think yeah. the key, the reason this one's winning out is because that one's more time travel Oh, yeah. The yeah. time travel makes the movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Because I think Groundhog Day is a better movie overall. Yeah. I agree. But I, yeah. but I think... Rewatchable for sure. Yeah. Once you know the end of a Butterfly yeah. Effect, you're good. Yeah. We should watch Shutter Island today. I'm, dude, I'll go get popcorn. You good? I actually go. have popcorn at my house. I still have movie I'm theater like, are popcorn. Are we going to your house and watching it? Not a good spot to watch uh, it now. But I can come back. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your fifth one? Uh, for number five, I got Idiocracy. Have you ever seen Idiocracy, Joe? I don't think so. Oh, it's pretty hilarious. It's actually worth a watch. It, it's pretty funny. Jonathan's so, one of John's favorite movies. Though. It, it is our future. I mean, <laughs> our future. So uh, this guy we is be so lucky. cryogenically frozen and comes back in the you know future hundred years later or yeah, something like that. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, more or less. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Sorry. What? I'm thinking of the fast food places. In in the future, uh, I don't remember. I remember. <laughs> oh, now we own your children or something like that. Okay, they're watering the crops with like Gatorade. Oh <laughs> yeah, like and he's the guy. So it comes back to the future. Our future is totally jacked up. It's, it's owned by corporations. The president's probably the dumbest person on earth. Yeah. Oh, so we made it. It was funny. Is is to decide what you're gonna do, which is the part that I think like, oh wait, we should use this. Yeah. Is they do a, they do an IQ test and then they figure out your job. Well, mm-hmm. he does an IQ test. He's like a mediocre or dumb person in our time or a yeah. stupid person in our time they do an IQ test and they're like you're so smart you have to be the new president Yeah. <laughs> and the president's like here's the keys man and you earned it like yeah. you're way smarter than us and so then they're doing stupid things like first off the president wears like the American flag leather vest it's played by um, <laughs> oh, uh, Terry Crews He's the oh, president. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always rides around on a big chopper. It's like the presidential chopper. Yeah. <laughs> like the motorcycle. Um, but yes. Yeah, remember he ends up in prison at one point and 
it's funny because everybody's so dumb because in the future, I guess everyone's just complete idiots. Uh, so he's in the line to get food or something like that. And it's like, there's a line for food and a line to get out. And he tells one of the guys, oh, I'm in the wrong line. I'm supposed to be in that line. He's like, well, what are you doing, dummy? Get in the right line. Yeah. And so he goes and gets the line to leave. Okay. And they just let him leave. Yeah. And like, come on, dummy. What are you trying to do? The idea is that um, it's it could be controversial if you really think about it too long. But uh, the smart people are too smart to breed nowadays because they're like yeah, they we're st- busy with work and stuff like that focus and the on dumb people just and... stay at home all day watching jerry springer and breeding yeah. so yeah. eventually in the future it's just and the dumb people's kids okay. cheating on the families and making even more kids and stuff like yeah, that yeah, so yeah, yeah. so it's that the dumb thing. and the poor keep humping and the rich are conservative and don't so they die off yeah and, and yeah but it's it's a it's a pretty fun movie and it's all about um the main character is trying to find a way to go back to his time so he. And I was just about to ask, did I miss the time travel? Part? Yeah, well, because so he went to the future. He went into the future. Okay. And so the whole movie, he's trying to find a way to get back to his time, right? Back to you know, hundred years past. And uh, so one of the guys, one of the guy that he meets in the very beginning, tells him, "Oh, I could show you where the time machine is." He's like, "Really? Are you sure?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's just at this one, this one place, whatever." He's like, "Oh my god, that'd be so great!" But along the way, he's like, "Well, first, you know, I just need you to help me do this," and so. All kinds of stuff goes on. He ends up in prison, ends up becoming the president, all this different stuff. Yeah. Um, and then finally, at the end of the movie, uh, he gets him to the time machine and come to find out it's a carnival ride. That's the time machine. But Ooh. in this process, he'd fixed like the government and yeah. helped the world so much that he's like, you know what? Me and, and that was one girl that he met and this idiot friend of his will have to work together to rebuild the country and the world. So I really like funny. Terry Crews in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. Just the president who's like, just rides around on a chopper and has like machine guns because uh, they're cool. <laughs> yeah. And there was Sounds I, scary the, the Gatorade thing was funny too because the guy was like, Yeah, can I just have like a cup of water? And somebody asked, I looks at him like, Water? You mean like from the toilet? <laughs> and he's like, No, just like drinking water. And then he, it, that's like what they, all they drink is Gatorade because there's some big corporation that sells this Gatorade like stuff. And uh, so they pitched it at some point like, Oh, it's even better than water. You should be watering your plants with it. And yeah. so now all the farms all the are watering, yeah. yeah, watering everything with this. Want to be Gatorade? Shows like some some big fountains. guy out there at, on the sprinkler in the field, just trying to drink up all the Gatorade out of the it's just, <laughs> Yeah, they just don't use actual water anymore. All right, so my counter to to Idiocracy, which is a fun watch, yeah. uh, Men in Black Three. So mm. I just I really like all the Men in Blacks. I as we're getting ready for a Men in Black International, which is the fourth one coming up with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm realizing I really like Men in Black movies. Actually, good for children. They're fun romps. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not necessarily. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to call them for children, I, I just think they're fun romps. You know, yeah. um, Men in Black Three was one of the more thought-provoking ones because they go back into Tommy Lee Jones' past and work with Thanos to uh, Josh Brolin, where they. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just trying to play on your heart I mean, strings. I mean, about it. A good beat Anna that they're so, messing with. Yeah, and uh, and Tommy Lee Jones worked with the Captain America in the first Captain America movie. So there this might is be... like Avengers uh, parallel. So universe. anyway, so Avengers pretty cool. And in the future, we, <laughs> we later have, on have like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's in the next one, which is mm. uh, which is literally Thor, Thor and, and the new King of of Asgard. Yeah. The Queen of Asgard. Valkyrie, thank you. I'm saying we should start like a podcast where it's just like movie conspiracy things. Mm. You know what I mean? You know how totally. much work? I can't get you to write down five time travel movies <laughs> and you're wanting to come yeah, three together. and a half. There's a reason you're the judge on time travel. <laughs> hey, <joke>. hey. <laughs> All you want to do is listen to time travel or to the theories. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they go back to the past, figure out what was going on with Tommy Lee Jones and to stop this one guy who's like their main villain this whole time mm. um, who I really like the actor. I can't remember his name but he's been on like another period and stuff like that. Uh... It's it's just a really good movie. It has a really heartwarming moment later on at the end movie. I won't spoil for anybody. 
Uh, I think it's one of Will Smith's best movies. It's Tommy Lee Jones being Tommy Lee Jones. And then Josh Brolin nails it in this movie because he has to act like Tommy Lee Jones. Freaking oh, yeah. nails it. Now I remember which one. You're talking about with the with the uh, villain rides a motorcycle from yeah. space. Um, he's called the... He breaks out of jail and stuff like that. I can't remember his name, though. Boris. Act- yeah. Bor- Boris yeah, the right. animal. Yeah. Dang, yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah, that um, was a, that was a good movie. Now I'm tr- I was trying to think of like what movie is he talking about with yeah. time travel and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember. They have to go to like Studio Fifty Four and stuff like that. They go back into the past and and so it's, it's just a real fun movie. And that mm-hmm. one, the ending of it, man, was so good. With I don't want to spoil anything, but it was, it was a really really good ending. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. So hmm. Josh Brolin's doing pretty good for himself, isn't he? he? Is. He's been around for a while. Yeah, well, too. he's he's in Deadpool. Yeah, he's been around for a while, but I mean, he's he's doing good. I know. I know he was in um. Uh. Deep Blue? Deep Blue. <laughs> with, Is that the, uh, with the shark? Not, no, that's Deep Blue Sea. Uh, I think I got the wrong. With uh, Jessica <laughs> Alba. Just, I don't know. And um, Paul Walker. They're like uh, sea treasure divers or whatever, and he's like the bad guy from the other sea. Oh, I don't. I haven't seen that one, actually. Yeah. I just remember it because uh, <laughs> Je- Jessica Alba is thing. like, that was like top tier Jessica Alba. Yeah. <laughs> I like her in uh, way off topic again. I like her in the A team, the the movie that they did for the A team. Yeah, I don't know why the thought. Of, anyways, anyways so, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. All they get is deep blue sea. Sorry, you're wrong. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, deep blue So what are you thinking? Uh, this is one I, I think I got to think a little bit on. I like um, I like uh, the picture you painted me, John, hmm. and uh, I like the uh, you are Picasso, but I uh, I like the um, Men in Blacks, but I don't know if I like the third one. Really? Yeah. The first one was original. The second yeah. one was like, okay. Um, and the third one, I was just kind of like, meh. Um, but as for a time travel movie, comparing the two time travel movie-wise. Do you remember what they do? In, in the, I know you don't want to spoil too much of the movie. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. But Spoiler. Do you spoiler. Remember, yeah. Do you remember what they do with the time travel? Because I don't remember much of that part of it. Well, the key, the ending, the reason that the time travel like hits home so hard is we see that Will Smith's dad dies at the testing site. Mm-hmm. Or the what a launch pad or whatever, and Tommy Lee Jones watches this. Josh Brolin does. I'm sorry, watches this and then takes in the young boy, his son, and like makes sure that he's like raised correctly and stuff like that. So we see this whole time when Tommy Lee Jones has been the partner of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. He's actually been the like father in the shadows, watching over mm-hmm. because he respects the dad because his dad saved Earth back in the day. So it was just one of those moments where it was but like, he didn't raise him, right? He put him in like a. Uh, foster home he was always like, like I think uh, yeah I think he found it was his mom that raised him whatever but he was always kind of like protecting yeah. it kind of reminds me of like how Lila was raised by her parents not knowing that her parents were in the sewers yeah. all the time giving gifts and so it was like that yeah. kind of thing I so. gotcha uh, for the sake of all that I think I'll go Men in Black attaboy um, there is a little more uh, time travel yeah, there's more. There's good. actual depth yeah. to the you use of time travel. You sounded pretty funny. You yeah. should watch it. Idiocracy is really it, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, good. it's yeah. a good funny just watch. You ever but... see like Mars Attacks? It's kind of like that level of just like good shenanigans. Mars mm-hmm. Attacks. That's a good one. Yeah, we should watch that too. Yeah. Honorable mention for Hot Tub Time Machine. I hear it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I've I only seen like half good. of it, but uh, and the sequel's really good hilarious. too. My uh, oh yeah, there's an honorable mention. I really like Midnight in Paris. And I know I you said you haven't movie. seen it. It's a very, it's kind of one, I, I don't know if I'd consider it chick flicky. Yeah. Maybe. I did watch it with, you know, Yannette. We were just chilling and put it on and she was kind of into it. But um, it's a cool little just story that I do recommend you guys uh, maybe sit down and watch it. I think yeah. I think you might like it. I'll check it out. Um, I wouldn't say it's like super time travel, but at the same time he is interacting with a lot of people from the past. Yeah. But it's more through like um, 
day I I, I want to say daydream from what I remember. He's kind of more just like dozing off, mm-hmm. but um I don't remember if it was actually like somebody coming from the past taking him yeah. to the spot where he's at, but I don't know. Anyways, I like it. There's so a lot of like a lot it. of these movies went over we didn't remember all the details too well. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of fans that are out like, it's why hard. the hell do I listen to these guys if they don't know what they're talking about? Have to, you know, I'm like, okay, you. why did they need that time turner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know. Right. But anyways, uh, let's go ahead and go over our top five. Number one, Back to the Future Part Two. Number two, Avengers Endgame. Number three was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Number four, Butterfly Effect. Number five, Men in Black 3. I think I won. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to count that endgame, especially for me. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that was my endgame, the one that one. Pretty sure we both put that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Uh, next up will be the Pokemon Detective Pikachu uh, review. Nice. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. All righty, let's get into our Detective Pikachu review, and uh, it's done by director Rob Letterman. He's done Shark Tank, Monsters vs. Aliens, uh, Goosebumps from 2015. The actors are Ryan Reynolds, Justin Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Nye, and a couple others. Ryan Reynolds is the one that's still in the show. Uh, everybody's looking forward to seeing Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. He's playing actual Pikachu, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's talk about the plot. Um, it starts off with this kid who, who well, I say kid, he's probably like in his early 20s, and he's he's working in insurance. His dad is a detective that moved to the big city. He's working. He's in a small little town. He doesn't want to have a Pik- uh, Pokemon partner, is what they call him, or a Pokemon of his own. And his father goes missing and presumed dead. So he goes to the big city to kind of get his things. In the process, finds out that his dad's Pokemon partner, which is a Detective Pikachu, is there and can talk to him. All the other Pokemon, they can feel the essence of them. Like, they can feel their mood and attitude, but they can't, like, talk. Well, anyways, they work together to try to figure out what's hap- happening with the dad, and it escalates, of course. It's a real, like, noir kind of story. Like, you tell already from, like, the, 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 the detective part of it. But it, it's a good story. It's it's a it's a mediocre story, but it's, like, good for the whole family. That's one thing to kind of walk away with this, is that this movie's kind of... Um, it's it's four quadrant. It really is kind of just an everybody can go kind of thing. It's not super engaging. It's not like super complicated or anything like that. It's 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 good. It's a fun movie. Personally, one thing I tried to hold back on is the nostalgia effect because it hit hard with me. I grew up on the Pokemon games. Uh, I played Auto Blue, Yellow. I got really into Yellow, and then coming home from school every day, that was what you did. You you got home, you you watched Pokemon, and you watched uh, maybe some Digimon. And then you watched Simpsons. <laughs> I watched Simpsons reruns. So that was my day every day. And the, and the TV in the kitchen, I would sit there and watch Pokemon. And then I would watch uh, Simpsons. So, I, I, you know, whenever there's like a couple couple notes from the old original song, it hit me. You know, so I was like, oh, don't fall into that. Just kind of review this movie as an outsider. And that was hard. Uh, so let's go ahead. We're going to be de- judging this on our normal uh, review pos- process. I am recording this a few days afterwards. And I've got a bit of a sore throat. So I'm sorry if my sound is off or my throat's sounding weird or whatever. It's because I'm dealing with, I'm trying to talk through the pain. <laughs> but let's get into it. The plot-wise, it follows a familiar story we've heard before in Pokemon. I'm not going to try to give any spoilers, but there's going to be a spoiler for you. Uh, but it is a familiar plot, that we're no, a familiar story we know from before. There um, are some aspects that can add future IP. It does seem to take place, I want to say it's 20 years later than the original Kanto story, if you know what I mean, or the original Pokemon movie. It could be considered after that too. It could be the same storyline. 
uh, I believe they said 20 years later. So that's kind of cool that it's still within the movie, but it's it's like enough forward to where we can't we don't have to mess with Ash or anything like that. One thing though with the plot, one big thing with the plot is the twist at the end. I feel like takes away from something I wanted to see in the future. Again, won't spoil it, but it was kind of this thing that they had built up in the movie that were like, man, it's cool. I really want to explore this. Is it something that, that can happen for everybody? And then they took it away and they're kind of like, well, I guess it's better for this story, but it takes away from what I wanted to see in the future that would have been really cool. You know, it, it's a one-off story, really. But the world building can build into a lot more movies. It's kind of like, uh, I've heard the words Iron Man tossed around, like where Iron Man may be a one-off story, like you could just get Iron Man. But then in the MC universe, you have a bunch of other stories that fit in there. Well, we can get another story where uh, I and his bubble star are doing whatever, or where we team Squirt, uh, uh, Squirtle Squad. I love Squirtle Squad. It's one of my favorite old, old episodes. We can see Squirtle Squad in this episode. There was, at the end, <laughs> there was a group of Squirtles talking to each other, and, like, and one of them had his back turned. I'm like, please turn around with sunglasses on, man. Turn around with sunglasses on, you know. So, but I, I think the plot was kind of shallow. It wasn't all that great. It wasn't outstanding. It's fun, but not great. As I'm writing my review, it slowly starts to slip, you know. But uh, I ended up going out of 20, I went 15. I think it's fair. It's it's a good, mediocre story. You know, nothing outstanding, but not, like, disappointing. Uh, actors and characters-wise, uh, I mean, guys, Ryan Reynolds nails it. I mean, what can I say? I didn't expect him to. I thought it was kind of weird when I first heard, like, oh, he's going to play Pikachu? That's weird. And then when you saw the trailers for it, you're like, oh, man, he's kind of like Ted. Uh, but he's he's not really aggressive in the same way you would think of as Ted. No, this is definitely a family movie. He's kind of sassy or um, a smart aleck. And in the same way that Ash's Pikachu was, where it would kind of give him sass. And it's the same thing that we get on Ryan Reynolds, but it's actually vocalized. He does a really good job. His personality makes the small Pokemon feel big on the screen, so that's cool. Uh, Justice Smith, I think, did okay as Tim Go uh, Goodman. There was a lot of emotional parts for him, which uh, he seemed to act okay with him. I mean, nothing outstanding, nothing like showstopper uh Catherine newton i think did really well she she um portrayed this like uh go-getter uh, reporter you know i think she did really well i think that the best acting in it was by bill nyer um he was excellent as howard clifford uh, i really wish we had more screen time with him though but but i think really him and ryan reynolds carried the show and i'm gonna give him a 14 out of 20 on that one uh next up let's look at directing like I said, this director has done uh, some other works in the past. The one that I had remembered the most, and actually I was like, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I was like, man, I kind of like that movie when it, was, it came out, was Shark Tale with Will Smith and Jack Black. And it, all the other movies I've been having with Jack Black too, so I'm surprised there's not a little Jack Black cameo in this. This Rob Letterman, he did a good job of making these like Pokemon battles and certain shots, like they're called hero shots when you see them in hero, like you, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like a guy standing perfectly right or action shots that are like, this is for, this is for the trailer. So, and I'll use trailer shots as examples. So the one where like Pikachu's almost bitten by Charizard, that shot was awesome. The shot where uh, Mewtwo, which is my favorite Pokemon of all time, Mewtwo busts through an exploding uh, po a Pikachu balloon and then he stands there and he's like, boom, hero shot. Like, oh man, it looks so cool. A lot of those are really cool. One thing I think he did really well is he, he kind of showed us, a lot like Shark Tale, the why, why I brought that up is he showed us this world and put a story in the world, but it's like, just one story. There could be stories here, stories there. So he did a really good job of taking the initial steps into building the world. Like Shark's Tale, Shark Tale's story was okay, it was good, but what we really got was this cool world where they, you know, have a car wash for whales and stuff like that. Like, it was just a fun world to be in. So it, it was probably one of the stronger points. His directing was good. I, I would have to say I really liked it. I'm going to give that one a 14 out of 15. I really liked it. Some things I would take down uh, was that the, he didn't stay consistent, which well, is more in CGI, which I think really fell short but um i felt like pikachu didn't stay the same consistent height 
which is something that's kind of common in when you're CGIing it with real life. But one moment when he's sitting on the counter, he's like, seems real small. Then he's on his shoulder, he seems a little bit too big for the shoulders, stuff like that. All right, score and soundtrack. I think it was one of the higher points of the movie. And again, guys, I was fighting nostalgia on this. It was so hard. Um, I'll just go over some, three of my favorite parts, music-wise, sound-wise. Loudreds, it's a Pokemon that has like speaker ears. If you guys know, like purple with like speaker-looking ears. They're at this Pokemon fight, it's an underground Pokemon fight. When they go crazy, I don't want to say how they go crazy or why they go crazy, but let's, they go crazy. And also, like, this riot breaks out because all the Pokemon are going crazy. They they have the ability to, like, blast music, right? Or blast sound. So they're using them as a sound system for their actual event. And so when they go crazy, they jump down and they, like, blast out this, like, techno house music sound. And it becomes the, the soundtrack of this big chaotic moment. And it really fit well. It brought the sound-based characters. It brought the sound out and carried the plot forward to that moment. Carried the story forward to that moment. I really liked that. That was cool. Um, here's the part, actually the whole, the whole theater was kind of like laughing and cheering at this moment, but Ryan Reynolds at one point does sing the original theme song in a real melancholy way, but it was just like everybody around me was cheering and laughing and like, oh yeah, that's cool. Cause I mean, guys, I mean, I don't care if you're a Pokemon fan or not, you, you got to agree best theme song of all time is gotta be that Pokemon theme song. Gotta catch them all. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and then, uh, the last thing, make sure you guys stick around. There is no post-credits. Uh, for this movie, right? We're all expecting it now with MCU movies, but they do start off right away with an old, like, Game Boy, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Red, maybe Yellow fight scene breaking out. And then it's that music throughout the whole thing. It's, like, inspired by the music. It's a better version of the music. I I just, I again, nostalgia probably is affecting me on this one, but it was such a good soundtrack and score to this movie. I'm giving it a 15 out of 15. A little bit of bias, and uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. All right, um, production design and set and stuff like that. Uh, it reminded me that the first, it starts with two towns. It's a small one in the beginning, and then the big one that he stays in Rhyme City. The small one in the town really did remind me of like Pallet Town or something like that. It was a real small, little quaint town with like grassy areas. You're like, okay, you go around there, find Pokemon. They have a cube on out there in the beginning. It was really cool. Uh, then we get to Rhyme City, which was awesome. It's a city, again, a lot of this is world building, but it's a city where Pokemon and humans live together instead of catching one and then having the battle. So they actually live together. And so you're seeing these Pokemon do like jobs around town. There was, going off the trailer again, there's the Machamp who's like guiding traffic because there's a Snorlax sleeping in the road. I'm trying to just use trailer footage to explain things because I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, so there's all kinds of things like that. All the cops have Growliths. And one guy that was like a, a, car, a criminal walking into the police station had a, 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 Char, a Charmander. So I was kind of like, oh, I bet he's like an arsonist. You know, that'd be kind of cool. So, and the Growlers are like, obviously like canine units. It reminded me a lot of uh, Gold Compass. I never read the books. I watched the movie. Everybody hated the movie. But because it was the only thing I've seen of Gold Compass, I actually liked it. It reminded me of that where everybody had it at Pokemon Companion except for our main character for a while, Tim. So that was kind of, I like that aspect because then you almost get like a personality comparison. So... If you have a, a, a Growlithe with you, you do seem like somebody who may be loyal, like a dog would be. Or if you have like the, the monkey guy with the paw, there's some of the new Pokemon, I don't remember their names. Gosh, I remember, anyways, they say it a few times. But you're like, oh, maybe you're a little bit ambitious and wild or something like that. You know, just kind of cool things like that. So I did like that. Um, it was it was really cool. Even like the, the Pokemon battles, like when they did do the Pokemon battles, it felt like it was really underground because it was under, it was like shady. It felt very underground and, and tucked away. When they're out in the wild and you saw Pokemon in the wild, you felt like that actually is how they are in the wild. It felt natural. Like when you see Bulbasaur walking around and 
little things like that. You, you see ratatats climbing on things while they're by the ports. It really felt real because like, oh yeah, they're rats. That makes sense. So it, it did a really good job of like the setting put you in there. The setting made you feel like you're a citizen of the city. Like you're actually in the world. Like I played in this world before. I played in this world 20 years ago. So it really did put you in there. I'm going to have to give them 15 out of 15. I fell in love with it. It was really nice. Now for the downside. The special effects. I just, man, they just were not great. I mean, like, okay, so so this was important because this is a Pokemon you're putting into real live action. So it's really hard to get them matched up. And Pikachu looks pretty good because the fur helps. But then you go like Mewtwo and Charizard who have, Mewtwo has like this translucent skin that's like kind of almost looks the way they did it makes it look slimy and then charizard has scales with like he has a big scar on him they just didn't come out well and they just they felt kind of cheap and not great uh one thing i noticed is the close-up shots often look better than the faraway shots the bubble stars is my best example of this when they showed the bubble stars up close it looks great but then they put panned away and they're walking down this little stream leading our hero somewhere um they, they felt like they were just like pasted on like it was Mary Poppins when you see the animation mixed with live action it felt like that very out of place a lot of that a lot of faraway shots really look bad with Pokemon in them so they I mean there's definitely gonna be sequels to this this I think is the first in many movies but man they just they botched the the, the CGI on those Pokemon I think I just personally the fur based Pokemon maybe the feather was so like Psyduck feather based one I think they did pretty good with him um and Pikachu, of course, they did a lot with him because he was such a main character. They had to nail him down. So he looked pretty good. But when I'm watching, I'm just like, man, next movie when they have higher budget because this movie does well, this thing's going to be awesome. And then I looked up the budget. Dude, the budget is $150 million. They had enough to do the CGI right. Your, MC, your yeah, MCU movies, which everybody's comparing this to, uh, they're, they're scaling like the low, mid, $200 million area. So you expect this to kind of be really, I mean, I don't know. The, the CGI needed to be better. The city looked great. Everything else, the environment looked great, but the Pokemon were standing out sometimes because they just weren't quite there yet. The Growlithe looked good, but they're almost like fuzzy, and it was almost like, you're just not, you're not quite nailing it. So I, I, I wanted to see them like really up their stakes on that one. I don't know. Giving it an 8 out of 15. I, they have room to improve for sure. So going over what we have so far, we have... Plot, 15 out of 20. Actor, 14 out of 20. Directing, 14 out of 15. Score, 15, 15. Production design, 15, 15. And uh, special effects, CGI, stuff like that, 8 out of 15. For a grand total out of 81 over 100. Uh, I, I think it's fair. I'm seeing a lot of like 70s and, and meta scores are down in the 50s. I don't think it deserves that. I think it is higher than that. But one big aspect is the nostalgia effect. I think if a person goes that does not care for Pokemon or even know Pokemon... This movie might fall flat, and if you're a super Pokemon fan, like I have two friends that um, that I go to class with, uh, Lawrence and Jace, howdy guys, if you guys, I think they watch it, listen now, they are uber Pokemon fans, so I'm excited to talk to them about this when I go to class on Monday to kind of see like, hey, what do you guys think of the movie, and see what they think, because I think with more knowledge, you're, you're seeing the little, little Pokemon, like mine are all older Pokemon that I'm realizing, you know, but if you see like newer Pokemon running around, and you like realize that it's doing something in the world that makes sense, they're like, oh man, that's cool, because that would be doing that. So it helps your enjoyment of the film. This is a love letter to the fans of Pokemon, and I hope that they expand in the universe. I really want to. But, little treat, they gave you, looks like, two Pokemon cards when you walked in in a booster pack. Now, I used to, man, I used to collect the heck out of these. 
We used to go to flea markets, find the guys selling the fake ones, see if we find the real ones. We were like experts at that. So I'm going to open this right now. And we're going to see what Pokemons we got. Okay. You walked in, they gave you this. They gave these to you on opening weekend. It's a regular booster pack looking like, you know, says uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu on the front. It says two additional game cards. So I'm assuming there's only two in the pack. Let's find out. So I'm cutting it open. All right. We got that open. Oh, okay. A couple cards inside. Yep. It's tied in there, guys. I haven't opened up booster packs in a long time. I'm such a noob at this. Okay, so first up, we have just a, you know, it's just a trash card. It shows like the uh, PokemonCenter.com backslash shop. It has Pikachu on there. And on the back shows some merch you can buy, which I do love that Jigglypuff shirt. So that might happen. Pikachu's addiction to coffee, by the way. Oh, my God, that carried it. Okay, so let's look at our cards. We have Detective Pikachu. He is holographic. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I said the coffee thing before even looking at all, turning it over. One of his abilities is called Coffee Break. Heal 30 damage from this Pokemon. That's cool. The next one's called Corkscrew Punch. Does 20 damage. Weakness to fighting. Resistance. Yeah, resistance from normal type. No, not normal. What is that one? Oh, my God. I'm so, oh, I think that's steel. I'm out of the game for so long, guys. <laughs> okay. And so let's look at the next one. Oh, wow. Holographic side. Man, both these look really good. Oh, man. And his thing is... Panic is he has one ability is panic does 10 and this Pokemon is now confused The idea of keeping Psyduck the whole time was really really adorable in the movie They did a really nice job with that. These are cool So we're gonna hang these up in the uh, in the podcast studio here We have these two big soundboards and I, I bought a bunch of pins so we can start pinning up like the conventions We go to and stuff like that. So I'm gonna pin these up there, too They look pretty cool. They did a good job with that. I, I remember the very first Pokemon movie I went to with my brothers we were all excited because we got Mew cards and uh, Muse reference in this movie, but he's not in it. But it's still really cool. All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. This one and the the top five uh, time travel movies we did. Really enjoyed having everybody around for the last year, been a year since we've done we've been doing this show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys drive us in what we do. You you make us want to like create more content. Figure out how we can bring more stuff to you guys. That's what we're working on right now. We're really kind of thinking of like how can we push up our Twitch. We're we're just now starting to use Twitch. If there is anything in particular you guys want us to play, let us know. Always open to suggestions. We just we like talking to you guys on, on Twitter. That might be one of my favorite aspects of this whole thing, is the growing community of fellow podcasters on Twitter. It's been really fun. Um, and yeah, it's been great. Monday we have the next Game of Thrones episode, and then we'll be back for another Geek Freaks next week. All right, see you guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.